Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. In this part uh, of April, we normally celebrate a feast day that always had a particular importance as I was uh, growing up. Perhaps in some parts of the country it still has that importance, but this year we did not celebrate the feast day because it fell on this past Sunday, and a Sunday of Easter always takes precedence over a feast day. But it is the feast of St. Mark that is celebrated on, on April the 25th. I say this had a, a particular interest uh, for me because when I was young, this was the day when our attention was drawn toward the land, growing, planting, uh, uh, tending the fields. In fact, uh, my grandmother always said, oh, the Feast of St. Mark, we better start planting the potatoes. Now, I don't know why I remember such things as that, but the Feast of St. Mark was also attached to a number of days we called Rogation Days, or sometimes in some areas they were called Ember Days. It was the days in which we prayed God for good weather, good planting, a day in which we gave uh, God thanks for the goodness that he has provided for us. It was also a time when uh, we would go out into the fields and bless them and offer prayers uh, at that time. Now, of course, uh, I remember uh, those blessings of the field. It was really interesting processing around them as we prayed the prayers I do remember the fragrance of the newly cultivated uh, fields. Uh, maybe fragrance is a little too strong a word because the odor was particularly strong. But as uh, a cousin of ours who had a farm used to say, ah, that's the smell of my livelihood. But I, I remember also beyond the Feast uh, of St. Mark, which uh, seemed to concentrate uh, experience, that my experience growing up was a little closer to nature than I think is usual today. I grew up in a, a smallish town. Uh, my father was uh, in industry. He was an engineer. Uh, but there was always a sense of closeness to nature. In the house in which I grew up as a child, it was a mere two-block walk until you could get into the hills and into the forest for hiking. Even the last uh, home my parents built was a half a block away from a pasture, which always was providing fodder for a herd of dairy cows. And I do remember that my father always planted a garden. In fact, I cannot remember as a child having anything out of a tin can. My father grew the vegetables, my mother canned them, and throughout the year we had this wonderful uh, abundance. And I'm wondering whether, in fact, we are growing more and more alienated simply from the fact of nature, of how things actually grow, how, in fact, we relate to that, to that nature around us. And even getting to understand and to experience changes in the natural cycle. 
I remember as a child our street was lined with elm trees, and those trees grew tall and they arched over the street, providing extraordinary shade. They're all gone. The Dutch elm disease took them. Now, I say all of this not simply to reminisce, although it's very pleasant to do so because of that, but it's also a time that we talk, and you hear a lot of talk, about nature and the future of the planet and what, what's happening. In fact, sometimes there are dire predictions. In fact, someone told me, and it's something I forgot, that from the earlier predictions, the Earth was supposed to end in the year 2009. Well, obviously that did not happen. And sometimes I think our talk about nature is really just to frighten us into particular realizations. But I thought the celebration of the Feast of St. Mark is a time to talk about our position in the created order from a Catholic perspective. We are sometimes told, and it's a mantra that I've heard so often I've grown tired of it, follow the science. And I always ask myself, well, I wonder what science it is that we are following. Because there was an extraordinary change in our attitude toward nature and really a departure from a a more profoundly Christian sense of that nature that occurred in the 16th and 17th centuries with the development of what is called the new science. It was a development that produced extraordinary uh, results and consequences later on. But I remember that one of its early uh, proponents, Sir Francis Bacon, wrote a book extolling uh, the new habits of investigating nature, and he said, now with the application of human reason, we can force nature to give up its mysteries, and giving up those mysteries, we can bend that reality to our wills. Now, that certainly happened, but it was something of an uh, sorcerer's apprentice, We bent it to our will, but in some instances, nature fought back. But I think of the Christian approach to to nature and creation, and in fact, uh, the understanding that creation is the first revelation of God, of himself, to his creatures. It is a revelation of of God's creative love that surrounds the whole of the human project. And from the beginning, there was an understanding that that nature was created for the flourishing of life and of particularly human life. And it was a call for humans both to attend to that gift of nature by, in a sense, a kind of co-creation with God, allowing that nature to flourish and continue to provide that support for the development of the humankind. And it meant that the humans are called to be stewards of gifts, of given to them, and a steward of gifts so that fruitfulness might be brought forth. And I think if we begin with that understanding, 
We have to understand, first of all, the simple gratuity of creation. We didn't earn it, we didn't buy it, we didn't uh, really deserve it. It was given simply as an act of love. And I think that one of the first uh, reactions we ought to have is a simple sense of gratitude. Pope Francis made this point in his uh, encyclical, Laudato Si, on the environment. And so often uh, commentators pick from that uh, encyclical those things that they choose to support their own positions. But how often it was forgotten that Pope Francis ends the encyclical with a, a meditation on the power of the Eucharist, on the sense of how nature is not only bringing forth a fruitfulness, but it's being transformed, and how that Eucharist, as the the name suggests, is an act of thanksgiving, and it is from this sense of, uh, of thanksgiving that we begin with the realization of our position within nature and our responsibilities to it. We have to remember also that we are a part of the creative order. We are not separate from it, which means that we are not enemies of it, we are not creators of it, we are stewards, and blessed stewards as well, but it calls us to a very profound responsibility as well. I think that it is important also to add to the sense of gratitude a sense of how, in fact, nature works and how human cooperation with that nature allows it to produce even more abundantly. But always to remember that nature is given to us, not as Sir Francis Bacon suggested, simply to bend it to our will, but to investigate it to consider its mysteries, how it functions, not to dominate it, but to cooperate with it, and in the end to allow it to participate not only in a continual fruitfulness, but a continual support for the flourishing of the human sort. So, St. Mark, pray for us.